Hello, this is Walking Movies. I'm Nick and I am walking to the movies. I've got a backpack balancing on one shoulder which is I think already going to cause a problem. I think I might have to change that before I continue. Hang on. Yeah, I was setting myself up to fail there. What an idiot. I knew as soon as I started actually recording I thought, hang on, this is going to slip off got one hand on my phone so I can see what I'm talking about and another holding the mic that was a bad bad idea right so it is Sunday the 26th of June it is coming up to midday and I am on my way to the movies and today I am off to see Baz Luhrmann's version of Elvis. So, Elvis, Elvis, Elvis. I know, I know a lot of people love Elvis. My mother-in-law can't go and see this film at the cinema because she thinks she's going to cry too much. People love Elvis. And for somebody who, you know, started to make that impact in the, uh, in the 50s, it's incredible that he still is still as well known, as beloved, as revered as he is now. He's been dead, sorry, but he has. Uh, he's been dead for decades. I think it's come up to 50 years later this decade. I think he died around Star Wars time. And yes, there was once a bloke who worked down my chip shop who swore he was Elvis but no, alas he was not so me and Elvis I, I mean I didn't know Elvis I just want to clarify that right from the get go but uh, my parents didn't grow up making me listen to Elvis music um, I was aware of who he was and aware of many of his songs and I think around 2002-ish I want to say there was a, a Junkie XL remix of A Little Less Conversation which I think was from Ocean's Eleven if I remember correctly or it was certainly featured in that film um, and then it kind of led to a little bit of a an Elvis renaissance because uh, there was uh, a few cover versions of his songs uh, he was heavily featured in Lilo and Stitch his music was I think I think Gareth Gates did a cover of Suspicious Minds for that film for the soundtrack if I recall I mean no one likes to recall that but it's just how my brain works so um, yeah so you know there, there, are, there are all these songs that I like um but overall, he's not someone that I... If you heard that noise, that was a branch hitting my face. The irony. Um, yeah, I mean, he wasn't the music that I loved growing up. He's not someone that I actively listen to. You know, Craig should be listening to his podcast. And uh, he's a big Elvis fan. He often has Elvis playing while he's uh, doing stuff around the house. I've never 
I never felt that way about him. And to be honest, the main reason I'm interested in this film and seeing it is the direction. So the director of this film, as I said earlier, is uh, Baz Luhrmann, who, of course, calls for such films as William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet with uh, Claire Danes and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He brought us uh, Moulin Rouge. Um, Australia, which is a film I've never seen, to be fair. But uh, I know he did that one as well. Um, and the last one that I remember him making was The Great Gatsby about nine years ago. Which may have been his last big screen film. He dabbled in uh, some shows on Netflix. I think he did The Get Down. That's what it's called. Um, but yeah, so I enjoy his films more visually than I do um, for what they actually end up being. Well, I quite like Romeo and Juliet, but I mean, it's a, it's a beautifully shot film, but I can't say it's one of my favourites. And uh, Moulin Rouge is the same. I haven't watched it actually for quite a while, but... I remember really enjoying watching it, but not feeling... It almost feels a little bit like junk food, right? In that you enjoy it while you're doing it, but it doesn't leave a long-lasting impression. You might feel a bit hungry later on. So, it's kind of how I feel. His great Gatsby was interesting. It wasn't a piece of literature I was familiar with um, but I did quite enjoy that and again you no know, visually uh, useful to look at I actually watched that one in 3D it's quite a good one um, so yeah so I'm, I'm more interested in what he's going to do with the story rather, rather than the story I don't feel I feel the story's been told quite a few times in quite a few different ways so there's only so much you can you can say about it but I'm interested to see what of his kind of like styles and stuff he brings uh, to it so that's the reason I'm going and also because the other film I wanted to watch this weekend and I was going to try and watch them as this really weird double bill um, is The Black Phone but unfortunately for some bizarre reason at the weekend they're only showing it in the the smaller screens not the the main ones so I will either see that on the next episode or I'll just wait for another 43 days or so and it'll drop on Peacock and watch it that way so we will we will see a shame but it would have been an unconventional double bill to be fair Although, from what I understand, both are set in the 70s, so that's good. So I suppose there would be a connection of uh, of bizarre sorts. But yeah, Um, I've seen a trailer for this film, which, you know, looks good. Uh, I've avoided reviews, I've heard a three-word review, which is pretty positive, but I've not seen what the the general consensus uh, of the film is uh, Tom Hanks is playing Colonel Tom Parker 
who I believe isn't a colonel, or called Tom, or called Parker, um, who was famously uh, associated with Elvis and managing his career. And uh, Austin Butler plays uh, the title role of Elvis Presley. Um, I don't know him. He's been in a few things. Apparently he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I don't recognise him from that film. It's quite an ensemble cast, so... Oh, he was in Yoga Hoses. Sign quality there. And he's going to be in Dune Part 2. Still need to see the first one. But I will, don't worry, I will. Uh, yeah, mainly, mainly TV work, it looks like. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know everyone that's... Uh, that's uh, seen it tends to single out his performance as being, you know, as good as it gets kind of thing. So that's interesting. But yeah, as for actual film reviews, I've avoided them. I think it's been easy for me to do because it's not something um, I've been really itching to see. So like with Jurassic World Dominion, I was interested to see what people were thinking about that because... Um, I was definitely going to see that film. But I try not to read... I like to read a, a headline or the end synopsis of the review rather than read the whole thing. I don't want anything spoiled. But uh, no, for this I've not. So I've not really got many opinions going in uh, to it. And uh, just before I turn this off to go and see the film, just want to apologise to any listeners of this podcast because a throwaway comment on the last episode the light year episode where I was discussing the weather in much greater detail than I did today sunny, blue skies 90 degrees breeze Um, I made a joke about there you know, not having a podcast called Weather After Dark, well that lasted about three days because Craig off the team decided that's what he wanted to do so there is now a podcast called weather after dark where listeners and certain members of the team are dropping in uh the weather where we are at that time when we remember as we called them and it uh, goes out as a podcast and it actually gets more downloads than this how fantastic for me so if you if that sounds like something that would be of interest and God only knows why, then you can search for Weather After Dark on your podcast platform of choice. But it is almost time to see the film. I'm picking up a Tiramisu McFlurry on the way in after last week's shambolic ice cream milkshake debacle in the cinema. And then I will go and see the film. And then I'll be back in a little under three hours, because that's how long the film is. It's like two hours 40 or something. Oh, Jesus. Um, To let you know just what I thought of Elvis. Kapow! The sign of a good biopic, or biopic... As some people say, but I call it a biopic. And who's right? Who cares? A sign of a good one is 
how it makes you feel about the artist in question. I'll come to that in a bit. Is this a good film? Yes, it is. I am now going to spend the rest of the uh, afternoon actually reading what other people thought of it and uh, listening to the Komodo Mayo review, which I didn't really pay attention to. I didn't want anything uh, spoiling it for me. But, I mean, look, is this a well-done film? Absolutely. And it's got enough... It's got enough Basil Luhrmann touches to it to make you feel that you're watching a Basil Luhrmann film, but I don't think... Obnoxiously so. I think he's done a, a really good job. If you look at the recent... So, J2 recent kind of comparisons I can have to this I suppose is Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman and I did not care for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody I know lots of people loved it when it came out but I didn't really enjoy it and Rocketman I I loved I think it was a a really well done film although obviously highly uh fantastical I think uh, Bohemian Rhapsody tried to be a bit more grounded and maybe that's why but the thing is I, I like the music of Elton John I wasn't that bothered never really been bothered by Queen I've always found them quite overrated and Bohemian Rhapsody didn't change that um, kind of opinion on their music Rocket Man I think made me appreciate Elton John's music more um, although as I said I was already a big fan and with this, I said going into it that I wasn't really a massive Elvis fan. And it has converted me. I'm still not, but what it did do was make me really have a massive appreciation for him and what he did. Now, the other thing with this film is, you know, obviously with any biopic is, you know, how they perform. Do they do a good job of portraying the the person? And that's a little bit hard because I don't know enough about Elvis to say for definite, yes, he, he absolutely nailed it. But in the Elvis that I've been accustomed to, that I've seen over the years, I mean, it's almost uncanny, I think. I think he does an excellent, excellent job. And I said, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe he's he's not nailed it. But for me, he absolutely did. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, so, one of the things I heard leading up to this was Tom Hanks being interviewed and saying that the film was going to be different to the film that we've ended up getting because the film was delayed during the pandemic I think it was his wife had a a chance meeting with Priscilla Presley which turned into a a meeting with her and uh, the production team um, about Colonel Tom Parker and they apparently changed how he was represented and not as uh, as much of a monster as I think a lot of people believe him to be. Interestingly, 
I still think he is. But I also saw, I, I think, and maybe this was the intention, but that Elvis wouldn't have been Elvis without him for all his faults and for all the bad things that he did that were obviously there to really um, kind of help him rather than Elvis that have his best interests in heart, at heart um, I think that you can have a level of um, sympathy towards him but that doesn't make him a scapegoat that doesn't make him innocent at all but I think there is a very strong argument that they they needed each other to make it work at least in the uh, the earlier years but yeah I mean Austin Butler was fantastic I don't think anyone was bad in it um I'm still a little bit confused though with I mean Elvis was very much obviously heavily influenced by the music he listened to growing up which was you know gospel R&B it was predominantly black artists and what this film didn't do for me was it didn't really explain what that that impact was to the wider America so I didn't really get the impression that he himself had much impact on the breaking down of segregation um, or that he kind of paid his dues really to that community other than a few you know, bits where he kind of uh, you know, tried to kind of uh, big up B.B. King there's a bit of Little Richard which says how amazed he was at the performance but he didn't see anything else so I don't know you don't want uh, you don't want a film to be about a white saviour but if he did do things like stopped uh, segregated audiences you want to know about that stuff so that was a little disappointing that for somebody that was obviously so heavily influenced by that culture that it didn't seem to be that he he recognised it as much as he could have done but I'm basing this on the film I don't know about the reality but the film is is fantastic it is definitely worth a watch um, try and see it at the cinema if you can it's worth your time now the cultural impact of Elvis is wanting to leave with I think what becomes clear with his ascension to fame and fortune I think is based purely because of where he is and that's America because I'm not saying he wouldn't have been popular in England but I think the hysterical overreactions were due to the the way that America was at that time it seemed to be a much less kind of open and progressive country than Europe was at the same time and so I do think that is probably why he had such the cultural impact that he did because basically America was just really really far behind almost <laughs> not quite caveman times but do you know what I mean by the 50s and stuff they seemed very 
culturally repressed. And this obviously gave a big out to that. And was probably why he was so uh, revered and successful. Um, and I think that sums up America, to be honest. I'm sorry for any Americans, what I'm about to say, but it's true. For a country that claims to be so progressive and forward-thinking and that you are taught to believe is the the best country in the world, you see that, you see what's going on right now, and you realise that it is so still far behind the cultural times, it's ridiculous. Two years ago, almost, half the country was screaming my body my choice because they didn't want to take a vaccination that stopped you getting really sick and killed hundreds of thousands of people including my dad including other family members they were screaming it my body my choice and now now those same people are cheering because you've taken away a woman's rights to their own body So backwards, America. Jesus Christ. But you watch this film and you understand why. Because they are the reaction to a bloke moving his hips, for fuck's sake. I wanted to arrest him. Because he was too acting too black. Jesus Christ. When will they learn? Because they're still not learning the lesson now. Sure, that's not so much of an issue. But the sentiment is of being so progressively behind the rest of the world. The best country in the world. My ass. Step up, America. So look. Should you go and see Elvis? Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Butler is, is incredible. He, I think, I'll be shocked if he doesn't get nominated for... Uh, an award for best actor at the Oscars he'll definitely get Golden Globe nominations but I'd like to see that at the Oscars as well and uh, it's the most I've enjoyed a Baz Luhrmann film for quite a while I think it's a really really good film it's it's flawed it's not perfect but it's it's great and it's really worth your time watching it so yeah go and see Elvis it's a great great film I'm not sure what's next. Meanings is coming out. I don't really want to see that, so I might avoid that one. I have just renewed my cards, so, you know, year five now of being a cinema goer, continued cinema goer, is here, so that's another 12 months of this podcast at least. Um, could be the black phone. I don't know. You'll have to subscribe and find out when new episodes are dropping. Um, but to all of you that listen already, thank you. And those that subscribe, thank you even more because that helps. Um, and thank you. And uh, as always, until next time, Flynn lives and also fuck the seculos.
This podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.